welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 66. And um, for this monumental episode, uh, we have actually decided to bring in a resident good boy Christian, <laughs> Anthony Abu. Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is already bad, man. Uh, it's Big Tony and Jet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Often referenced here. by the pod. Finally on it. Yes, you know, now, now these guys are going to have to talk shit to me, like, you know, screen to screen instead of just like me not being able to hear it or yeah well now that i I guess i listened to the podcast i guess i'll be hearing all nah you didn't hear all of our shit talk but also i should talk i should talk to your face so like yeah (laughs) that's true yeah well i mean you guys may have heard it before but uh we did have a deal with uh with big tony here where he had to listen to the latest three episodes of the podcast in order to come on as a guest and uh, he finally took the time and listened to those episodes this week. And so, uh, right, like, I mean, half an hour ago, he was like, I'm just finishing up this last episode. So um, now he's here. Yeah. yeah. Just in time for um, the correct episode number for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and for the record, it's not, it's not that I didn't, want, I didn't want to listen to you guys' podcasts. Like, I already told you guys in person this, but, like, I, I just don't listen to podcasts in general. So, like, those three episodes that I've listened to, those were the first three podcast episodes I've ever listened to, like, in my life. So, that is wild. Dedicate, dedication. Yeah, like, well, I got to ask, how was the experience? Did you enjoy it? Ever, like, yeah, yeah, I did enjoy it. There were, there, was some, there were some things I agreed with and some things that I just thought were complete bullshit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going we're gonna to hash that out tonight, you know? Well, yeah, one of the one of the cool things about you knowing us is usually when you listen to a podcast, it's a lot harder to be like, yo, what the fuck? That's that's a stupid take. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, you happen to, to know all of us. So you can actually respond to some of that stuff like much more yeah. easily than just jumping on Discord. Oh, for um, sure. But also, it's going to be really hard for you to n- find like other podcasts now because you kind of started at the peak. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> literally the number one best podcast. Yeah, in the world. like you definitely probably should have listened to another podcast first, just to kind of warm yourself up into podcasts. Yeah, and before you went with like the hard hitting, like news delivering podcasts like ours. Yeah, like there's there's this one <laughs> podcast that people say is like good if you're in iron. It really doesn't have a lot of followers, but it's nice for when you're just starting Val and then you move past it. And that's called Plat Chat. Um, you could have listened to that first and then been like, yeah, okay, that's pretty crappy and then moved to us. Yeah. But see, like I could, li- I could listen to them, but in the end, like I like them as announcers, but I don't really give a shit about what their opinions are in the end. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, whatever. I, I will say they're pretty, listen, they're pretty maybe funny. They're pretty funny. Maybe I'll listen to their podcast too. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Hey, if, if they maybe. invite you to be on their podcast, maybe you should, you know, give them a listen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big Tony on plat chat next week. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, yes. fucking, I'm fucking, st- I'm fucking stoked to be here. So. Oh, we're happy um, to have you. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I guess I guess I'll get started with what I'm drinking. Well, well, hey, hey Tony, <laughs> I hold, like hold it. Your fucking horses there. Um, no, no, no. Tony's the new host. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you missed the memo, Cass. We took a vote. Tony so, uh, is replacing you as host. Tony, what do, what do you like? I'm sure you know the number one rule of this podcast. What is the number one rule? Well, oh yeah, I am drinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's drinking hand. Um, yeah. So okay. what what? Well, actually, I know exactly what you're drinking, but what, what are yeah, you I'll, drinking? I'll tell. I'll tell. Okay, so so tonight I have a – okay, so before this podcast, I drank a Hyde Creek Sour Ale, Kettle Sour Ale with Dark Cherries and a Wild Secondary Fermentation um, from uh, 
Tin House Brewing in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. That was pretty good. It was, it was very fermented, which, you know, I feel like if I drank more of those beers, I'd like them more. This next one I have that Cass bought me from the uh, liquor store, an Imperial Love Buzz Blueberry Colada from Strathcona Beer Company. Mm. This shit is 10%. Cass, I oh, shit. Is you it? bought me a 10% beer. Oh, I oh beer, that's nice. I have one of those sitting next to me, too. I didn't realize yeah. it was 10%. This next beer that I have is a Mo Beer, uh, brewed at East Van Brewing Co. It's a, hold on, a Mo Hawthorne Sour. And this is 4.8%. So this literally has, it's the same size beer. So it's literally has less than half of the alcohol content. So, yeah, I did yeah. not realize that the Love wow. Buzz had ten percent. Hey, talk the Love Buzz. You gotta back it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna uh, sip it right now. Yeah, what do you think about it, Tony? Because blueberry colada really caught my eye. I was like, it doesn't taste like ten percent at all. It tastes like it's like like six. Like it's actually pretty good. It's mm. got a little bit like coconut, kind of like coconut flavor. I like coconut a lot. So, yeah, that, that sounds like a really colada. Like yeah. Oh, it's actually yeah. honestly, it's really good. Blueberry. Yeah, I was I. I read the can like so I had selected my four beers and then I went back um to to the fridge to go grab three three beers for Tony. Um and I like I recognized the can as the Strathcona Love Buzz, uh just like by the art style. And I was like, ah, I've had a bunch of those before, like, eh, whatever. And then I came back and I'm like, okay, like I need to get some sours for Tony. Um and I'm like, you know what? That's like the Love Buzz is a solid, solid sour. Like, let me grab one of those for him. And I pick it out and I see that it's blueberry colada and I'm like, fuck, I should have got one of these for me. Like that, that looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's good, but Cass, you don't like coconut, don't you? I'm not huge into coconut, which like yeah. I was reading the description of the can, but like blueberry is one of my favorite flavors. I'd say the coconut's way stronger in this than the blueberry. Mm. Yeah. Which is but you do I... like pina coladas, right, Cass? Like, I do love mm. pina coladas. Pina coladas are like okay, pina coladas and shaved ice are the exception to like my coconut rule. What about coconut shrimp? Is there any coconut in coconut shrimp? Yeah. I, I don't really know what it's, coconut shrimp is. It's, it's like it's in the batter. Battered with coconut. Oh, then absolutely Or if you get not. really, if you really like, if you get like good coconut shrimp, then there's no batter. It's just like, it's basically just coconut. Oh, oh fuck that. Hell no. It's so good. Well, uh, it doesn't really taste coconutty in the same way that a coconut drink would, so that's why I think you might like it. It's a very subtle coconut well, flavor because it gets cut. I, I really, I really, really hate coconut shavings. Okay. Oh, well, then okay. you would hate coconut. Yeah, yeah you would. You would yeah. despise the yeah coconut shrimp. Yeah, I like that shit. Like I, I'm not a fan of the more so than the flavor. I'm not a fan of the texture. Mm, I just like coconut all around. Just give me those yeah, nuts. Coconut. <laughs> okay, uh, Hunter. Yes. What do you Mr. have Cass. to drink? Well, I'm pretty excited about my drink. Um, this weekend, I went to the great city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and uh, we went to a food hall there that I already forget. Oh, yeah, I, I remembered. <laughs> the uh, Reading Terminal Market, it was called. It's basically a food hall, and when we went on Saturday, it was packed, like standing room only kind of thing. A huge, basically warehouse kind of thing with just tons of like local food vendors. So it was really neat, a bunch of food options. And they had some, like, one section dedicated to local Pennsylvania beverages. And so I have this uh, Escape Goat Black Cherry Crush, which, first of oh, all, I like a pretty that cool name. name. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. she was <laughs> Yeah. And, <laughs> would you say, uh, Cass? Isn't it usually Scapegoat? Yes, that's the point. Yeah, that's oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. It's, like a it's called a play on words. Yeah, see, yeah, that's the yeah, thing, yeah, Cass. Yeah. If you actually wasn't... did play on words or respected them, you would have gotten that. 
No, no, I was just wondering whether I knew it wrong in my head, and it was actually a scapegoat. Funny, funny. Oh, but or, you're like, it, yeah, yeah, in your head, you're like, is scape a word? I've never heard scape yeah, yeah, in any yeah, other exactly. context. I was like, I yeah. was like <laughs> that's great. Do people just kind of, like, shorthand it, yeah. and then, like, it became scapegoat? That, or, that's like, a, is me it... teasing you aside, that's a fair question. I, I would wonder mm-hmm. the same yeah. thing. Um, in other cases. So this is a black cherry uh, flavor, and it has vodka, vanilla liquor, and natural flavor. Um, I will say this is my favorite uh, canned cocktail I've ever had. It is really good. Wow. It's like smooth. Dude, that, that vanilla sounds really good when it's e- Yeah, the vanilla makes a big difference. I'm a big fan of vanilla. You can't really taste the vodka that much. It's just a nice little, you know, hit. And it is 7%, so it's not like it's super light either. Mm-hmm. Black cherry is delicious. This This is really good. Is that including, so like, uh, seltzers? Like, do you, do you say that beats the Bud Light seltzer pack? Well, I drink seltzers with a different, like, expectation than I drink cocktails. Well, cocktails it is just a vodka soda. What? Yeah. A, a seltzer is a vodka soda. Yeah, but, like, the seltzers that I like are the ones that have, like, no like no sweetness to them. Like, they're, you can get wacky with them, and you have, like, the tea seltzers, which, you know, they add all this, like, artificial sweeteners and stuff, and it just tastes weird. So I like the seltzers that are like, you know, like flavored water, but just with alcohol, which to me is very different than a cocktail, which has a lot more sweetness and a lot more flavor than like a seltzer. So I was not including seltzers in no, this, I, like I actual cocktails in a can, even if seltzers yeah, would, are technically cocktails. Like I don't consider them that. Yeah, I, I was going to agree with Hunter there. I don't consider a seltzer to be a canned cocktail. Yeah, I, I, I definitely either, do, honestly. because the only reason seltzer exists is because you couldn't sell a vodka soda in the States. Because they wouldn't yeah. let you con co- or can cocktails for the longest time, yeah. and now they now they do. Yeah. But it was a loophole that like they had to call it a hard seltzer instead of a vodka soda. Well, it wasn't so I like it, I know yeah, we talked claw. about that on pod before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you're 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 singing the praises of that guy, yes. Hunter. Alrighty. That sounds um, pretty good. Yeah, it Chase. Is. What what do you have? Yeah, I mean, I've got a beer that caught my eye that uh, Cass has apparently had before, and he couldn't remember if he'd said it on the podcast or just drank it on the podcast or drank it separately. I, I don't know. But um, <laughs> it's a Cup Lake Brewing Lemon and Earl Grey Tart Ale. Ooh. Um, and it is fucking delicious. Yeah, I um, rem- Sorry, uh, I, I remember drinking that and being like, Chase would fucking love this. Yeah, it's so good. It like the tea taste actually comes through really strongly, which I like. Um and it's just like that, you know, cup of Earl Grey with some lemon in it, but then it's a beer. Like a sour. It's fucking delicious. I yeah. I'm not sure if I'd like that, but that sounds really unique. I I feel like I've had a fair number of sours on pod, but like I don't love the like I, I don't love sours when they're just like over the top on the sour flavoring. Um, I kind of agree, yeah. Which like I I find that that one is. Um, I don't think so- it's over the top in the same way that other sours are. Like when we had um, whatever that sour was we had the other day, Cass, that you and I both bought some of. Um, the really oh, sweet yes. one. That one uh, was was really really sour. This one it just tastes more like lemon sour. It's not like right, that right. bitter like tart taste of. You know, whatever they add to make something super sour. This one just tastes like lemon. Were you, were you talking about those Warheads? Yeah, like the Warhead sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that we were drinking. That one was, like, actively, like, so sour. Yeah, I saw that I, on the I shelf kind of... somewhere when I was with you guys, and I was like, yeah, interesting. I'm not sure if I'll buy that. It's, yeah. uh, I don't know, I, I find that, like, the, 
Yeah, I'm not huge into like the the citrusy sours. I love my citrusy beers, uh, like IPAs and stuff. But like the citrusy sours, I find that like the lemon and the lime is usually a little too overpowering flavor wise for me, and it kind of absorbs the rest of the the flavor a little too much for my taste. Yeah, I mean, I I could see what you're saying, but not in this beer because the mm. the tea comes through perfectly, and I think that that's exactly what it's looking for. It's just tea with lemon. Yeah, which is a classic pairing already. So, yeah, interestingly, Cass, I, as soon as you said like sour uh, citrus, I was thinking sour monkey, which I confirmed is citrus. So, do you do you not mind it so much in the sour monkey context? Oh, I I thought those were fucking sour shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. You yeah, you had no, them. They are very them. sour. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah. I had had them. Before. They're like. But it's one of those. It, it's Victory Brewing, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So oh, yeah, it, I remember those. For, those are pretty for, good. Cool. For the longest time, like sours, at least on the East Coast around DC, were not super popular. Um, so they're only like a couple of mainstays that like grocery stores and liquor stores would have. Um, and my dad really likes sours, so like the sour monkeys, and then the 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 sea salt. And like lime, dogfish had one, sequench ale, I believe it was called. Yeah, uh, like yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yep. But those were those were the two that like you could always just find around DC. And my dad, really liking sours, would always have a couple of those in the fridge. Um, and I was just never super into them. It's just like I've had them before; they're okay. They're just they're a bit too much on the on the citrusy aspect for me. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like your I beer like... tonight. What'd you say? No, I was asking how Cass's beer was right now, oh, yeah. but I, um, I, I'll let you comment if you wanted to. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I was just going to say super fast that, um, the, uh, sour monkey is not my favorite sour. I just love how much of a punch in the mouth it gives you. Like, it's like, Whoa, that's sour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of punches in the mouth, I got a Citro, or ugh, sorry, hold on. This this is a real mouthful. It's gonna it might take me a couple tries. Um, Citra Sabro Simcoe Triple IPA. Wow, a couple of tries being the second try. Yes. Wow. Literally a couple. Yeah, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a Northwestern beer to me. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I I thought I was gonna come into this with the highest alcohol percent at nine point five, but clearly. Yeah, but I beat you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> It'd actually be more accurate to say that I outdid myself more so than Tony outdoing me, but like whatever, we'll give it to him. He needs to win occasionally. Um, Funny. Yeah, so it's uh, it's big, bold, and bitter, which I actually kind of disagree with the third one, but we'll get there in a sec. Um, this triple IPA features a heavy addition of Zeus hops, providing a bitter backdrop to counteract the sweetness that's come that comes from its high alcohol content. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with most of that. It's not quite as bitter as the description makes it out to be. Um, I'm already halfway through the can. It's very easy drinking considering it's a nine and a half percent triple IPA. That's exactly how I feel about my sour. My sour is like the easiest drinking 10%. Like, I don't even think I've ever even had a 10% beer, but this is like the easiest drinking, like high percentage beer I think I've ever had, honestly. Yeah, so um, Cass, you're only going to be going through one six pack instead of two this podcast. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, to be honest, I I thought I was gonna gonna 
it was going to take a bit for me to get through this guy because it was you know, I, I picked this out of the fridge because it was um, number one, it sounded interesting. Um, but more importantly, it's by Fieldhouse and I like Fieldhouse. Yeah, Fieldhouse is good. Um, but like I usually stay away from triple IPAs. Yeah, I, I would agree. A double, a double I'll, I'll do. But yeah. uh, a triple sounds like, ooh, that might be too much for me. I don't know. Okay, that's not me. I go for the triples. Uh, Chase, it's not last year. It's this year. If that means double, I go double. If that means triple, I go triple. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I usually I usually don't love the idea of triple IPAs. It just being by Fieldhouse is what like completely sold it for me. And that's a I'd, recent theme. Yeah, I yep. I'd say it's been doing the job. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, alrighty. So on to some Valorant topics. Well, let, uh, let's uh, can we introduce Tony first? Like we already introduced him yeah. earlier, but yeah, you know, I, there's there's a whole thing that we usually do when a guest comes on. But like Tony's just you know a part of our lives so much already that we're just know, like we're yeah, happy yeah. to see Tony. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just happy yeah. to see Tony. Now, yeah, Tony, you, tell that. us uh, you know, a bit about yourself in Valorant. Like what what your handle is, what uh, I don't know, what agents you play, what rank you are, yep. etc. Well, first of all, I fucking suck. Well, let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm currently bronze three, um, and I was silver three, but you know with this new fucking bullshit ranking system, it's everybody went down, and I just have not been able to climb. Anyways, so um, my main agents, I say I probably play the most Ko, Cipher, um, Ko Cipher. Damn, I'm blanking. Jet on like I usually play Jet by myself, like on solo queue, mm-hmm. and then um, I play. Oh yeah, Smokes. I play Omen for Smokes. You used to play Chamber um, a lot before the nerfs. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I've completely abandoned Chamber, which kind of sucks because, like, I really, uh, I feel like I was really getting a handle with the op when I was playing on Chamber, and Chamber was definitely my best character. I, I mean, I feel like Chamber's, like, everybody's fucking best character, but... Um, yeah, because he was fucking broken. But also, yeah. yeah, Tony would pop off on Chamber. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was definitely, like, he was he was definitely, like, the, like my playstyle kind of guy, because I just love to... I'm kind of like Cassin where I like to... I like to peak dumb shit too. You know what I mean? Um, but also I just like, I'm also caught in areas where I am in places I should not fucking be. And that's how I get killed a lot of the time. And that's why chamber was just like so good for me. Cause he's like, get the fuck out, you know, just get, get the fuck out of there and just TP like halfway across the damn map. Um, so yeah, I miss mm-hmm. those days, but um, yeah, I- yeah. Opping on jet is not, not quite as easy. So, but uh, you know, I, I feel no. like Tony kind of got the short end of the stick there, too, because he's often queuing with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, yeah, just because of that, like, at least assuming I'm in the rank that I should be, right? And I have faith in my aim and my cockiness and my ego to swing these angles uh, and just take these raw duels. Like, when you put Tony into our lobby, that uh, that that could be just, like, you know bit out of depth and chambers yeah, always just, like chambers just so nice for that <laughs> just yeah. like oh this was a bad idea i'm fucking out of here the thing is also, when tony was playing chamber it wasn't a bad idea he'd like pull out that headhunter and like get three one taps yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also like the, another thing is like i don't know what it was but with like i haven't, I haven't played chamber in a long time but like there's something about like not only like not only about how fast his off was like yeah that was so sick but there was something about his off that i could just hit shots better 
I don't know what it was like. I just, hit, I just, so had a, just had a higher accuracy percent accuracy percentage probably. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I would not be surprised if I had a higher accuracy percentage on chambers off than like a normal op. So, mm-hmm. well, since since we're about to shit on Tony, let me let me raise him up a little bit first. Uh, I will say Tony is disproportionately good with a sheriff and a guardian. Yo, that's oh, yeah. true, huh? That is, that is I very use, true. I use, him, I use him in Deathmatch a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, You're good at those, like, one-shot one, one shot kills. It's it's really when, when a spray is involved. Oh, yeah. Dude, I suck <laughs> at that shit. Like, any kind of recoil thing. But the thing is, so, like, I was playing with Vandal for, like, the last three months, I'd say. And I kind of got back to the Phantom recently. And I've honestly been kind of liking the Phantom, you know? Yeah. Uh... You gotta get that singularity that's in your store right now. No, we're not, we're, Hunter. We're not going with that shit. I'm sorry, buddy. But <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the either the Oni or the Reaper. That's that's like once though once one of those skins comes in my store, I'm playing Phantom for probably like the next like month. Mm. Yeah, actually, I heard Chase. I I heard you complaining about a 140 in Deathmatch earlier. You... Yeah, I went I went uh, Phantom only for that Deathmatch. Yeah, because. I, it was really funny when Chase picked up the, uh, like, we, we were on an eco, and this was, or, like, maybe it was, like, it wasn't quite a thrifty, it was kind of like a half buy, and we got into the position where, like... I had a stinger. Okay, yeah, so it was like, maybe, maybe we could end up winning this, and Chase ended up getting a kill with the stinger and picking up a phantom off the body. <laughs> it was just like, holy fucking shit, I can't use this guy. Yeah, yeah, I it was like, I, I picked up the, the phantom, and I was like, okay, this is an upgrade over the stinger. I go peek a long angle and spray, and they tap me. <laughs> but, like, I had probably seven bullets to kill them, mm. and just none of them connected. And, uh, yeah, I was like, this is... I would have been better off ADSing with the Stinger. I would have at least hit some shots there and done some damage, but I did not hit a single shot anywhere on their body. Yeah, I don't know if you guys, if we, if you guys have already come to this realization, and it's a, a pretty basic thing, but I just kind of had this epiphany for myself in Deathmatch the other day, which is that the reason why I think it can feel bad switching to a phantom after you've been using a vandal is that, you know, for a given amount of time, the phantom puts out more bullets, which is obviously a great thing if you're full spraying, but if you're like bursting and then resetting, if you're used to using the vandal and you give that same amount of time for the phantom, if you don't get the kill in that first burst, and then you go to the next burst in the same amount of time as you would with the vandal. Now your next shots are just wildly all over the place because you fired that many more shots in the first burst than you would with the Vandal. And so it also just feels the, horrible. I, I, I uh, hadn't really realized that's what was happening until like last week. It's not, at least it's for not me. just that. A recoil reset on the Phantom is slightly longer than the Vandal for the first three bullets. Yeah, right. I'm surprised. Right. After, after the first three bullets. Um, but before the three first three bullets, is Phantoms, Phantom is quicker? No, no, I, I think they're equal for the first three bullets. But as, as soon as you like start to actually fire like the fourth bullet from the Phantom, I believe... Or maybe it's just in general, the recoil reset is just longer on the Phantom. Like, yeah. And so then you fire those four bullets more. Like, you might you might be used to a, a three bullet spray to reset with the Vandal, and then you actually fire four with the Phantom, and so then your reset is longer, and you're not used to that timing. Yeah, um, but I like Hunter. It's not just the fact that you're firing more bullets, and therefore your recoil is is going up more. It's like the the literal reset time is actually just faster on the vandal. I mean, I think well, it's I the mean, combination of yeah. Those part two. of it is like you're saying, Cass. I mean, yeah. If it's the fourth bullet that you hit, 
you know, and that's the problem. Well, mm-hmm. if you're if you're bursting and resetting, you probably want to be firing two to three bullets there anyway. So yeah. depending depending on what the range is. So like it could be both happening simultaneously that you're firing more bullets than you really mean to with the phantom with <laughs> my god with the phantom, <laughs> which is then you know putting you into the bad reset territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say I actually use both guns roughly equally. Uh, so I don't have a huge like. And I never really thought about it this way until Trace ran into that situation where he picked up a Phantom. But, like, if I'm on an eco and I get a rifle, either by killing somebody or my teammate kills him and I go pick it up, uh, I have no problem with getting either Phantom or Vandal because I very frequently switch between the two. Um, and when I'm warming up in the range, I usually do... I usually kill... Uh, I usually do the Eliminate 50 box... And I do it with Sheriff, Phantom, Vandal. Usually in that order. Um, and so, like, I'm fairly accustomed to switching between the Phantom and the Vandal, which, like, I didn't really... Like, initially my mindset wasn't like, oh, like, I might end up with a Phantom at some point. I should be ready to use this gun. It was more just like, I don't know what I'm going to be feeling like today. Therefore, I should warm both up, Beam. and if the Vandal's not working for me, I'll switch to the Phantom, or vice versa. I mean, it's smart, but, like, I've talked about it a million times, like, your your warm-up's just too fucking long. <laughs> what you're telling me now is that you do a full deathmatch, and then you go and do the Eliminate 53 times no, before other, you other, hop into a comp game? Other order. I do the Eliminate 53 times, and then I jump into the deathmatch. Because I need to see whether I'm feeling the Phantom or the Vandal on any given day. And so I warm them both up, and then I go into the deathmatch, and I'm like, you know what? Today ain't a Vandal day. And then we pull up the Phantom. I often hear those sort of pronouncements. (laughs) For me, like, it it never even matters what, like, whether it's a Phantom or a Vandal day. Like, I just, it's either I'm hitting shots or not. Like, that's, and it's just like, it depends on the character that I play, like, uh, like, Cypher, I usually play Phantom, and um, it also depends yeah. on the map too. Yeah. Yeah, Tony, I just pulled up your stats on tracker with regard to weapons and all time. Oh, oh shit. No, don't worry. This oh, is no. this isn't bad. This is just the <laughs> Phantom versus uh Vandal. So all time you have uh thirty one hundred Vandal kills versus thirty four hundred Phantom kills. So That's definitely pretty even. An, definitely an edge to the Vandal. But then, you know, it that edge is a lot na- more narrowed in the current act where you have hundred and seventy three Vandal kills to hundred and twenty Phantom kills. Yeah, so I think I think I am just honestly, I think I am just better on the Vandal. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's in the end, which sucks because I really want I really want the Oni or the the uh, Reaver Phantom. Well, yeah. that'll that'll just improve your Phantom skills. Think about it that way. <laughs> yeah, I was just amazed yeah. looking at my own tracker when I was doing this for comparison purposes. How do- Phantom dominant I am because all time I have twenty one hundred kills with the Vandal and six K kills with the Phantom. Well- yeah. And then if you go to this act, I would have thought that I used the Vandal a lot this act, especially with buying the Elder Flame this week. But still, 328 Phantom kills to 179 with the Vandal. Like, I still have, I just am yeah, a very Phantom-dominant yeah. player. Damn. Maybe that's why I've been doing so shit in this act, is because I've been actually using the Phantom, and I just suck with it. Because you guys know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tapper. I'm not a sprayer. So, mm-hmm. But, okay, I, I guess there, there, there are two things that I want to say on this. And the first one is... Yeah, Tony is better with the single-shot weapons. Um, yeah, for But sure. 
the the other thing is um there's at least in the VCT, there's been a bit of a phantom resurgence yes. through yes, the yeah. chamber leaving the meta. That's the whole reason. Indeed. Why. When you don't have to hit the one tap headshot, is what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. That's the when, idea, like, yeah. I think the idea is like you don't have to challenge these really long angles and need that one tap. And therefore the phantom became more viable. Um and I think, like, to a certain extent, on maps where the enemy team is playing jet, you might also sort of run into that issue. But jet's on a jet's on a twelve second timer, right? Unlike Chamber, who, when once he is set up, he can remain there indefinitely. And so I I, I think that might be the big difference maker. Is this that like okay? Like, if we're going to play, a, like, a slow, defaulty round, and, like, we might have somebody lurking up to, like, clear something, um, or just, like, con- or, or if we're just going to contact up, right? Like, you're in a scenario where it's like, ah, there's there's a decent chance there's going to be a chamber just posted up on this angle with an off. And if we don't hit that one tap, he's yeah. just getting out of there for free. Um, or maybe we do 140, right, with the Phantom. But now with with Jet, it's like, well, number one, the Jet could have burned her dash already, uh, expecting expecting an early peak, or she might, unless she hears us stomping up, like if we're contacting up, walking, like it, she probably hasn't popped it because they like she doesn't know that someone's that there's a fight incoming, right. yeah, yeah, and so it's like, well, if we hit the one forty. And she ops us. Presumably, one of our teammates right behind us is going to be able to swing and trade us. And if she happens to have her dash activated, yep. you know what? Good for her or him. Um, <laughs> Glad yeah. you avoided getting us canceled, Gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Man. People on Twitter were ready to put an end to the Drug Valorant podcast if you didn't add the or her. Or or it's the or opposite. Him. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I I usually just refer to people by the gender of the agent they're playing. That's always what I do. Yep. Yeah. I always. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I do unless that unless I know the person. Specifies. Yeah yeah. 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 Um. All right, Tony. Yes. Do you have a little soapbox that you'd like to, you know, perhaps put on the ground, stand upon, and and preach? Um, I'd say not the moment, but I think as the podcast goes, I will think of something, and then I'll preach it. You're keeping a collapsible <laughs> soapbox in your back pocket, yeah. ready so, to deploy. So the thing when is, ready. Like, I'm not entirely like I feel like I have a lot of valid opinions, and I just don't know like what's the most important. You know, like I can go off about like what kind of skin is the best. You know, I could go off about <laughs> um. You know, let, let me think of something. Tony likes to talk about how much Sentinels suck. Oh yeah, I guess, I guess like you know, like I mean, but like, like that's not. I I feel like that's not even like worth talking about. They're just gonna lose, you know. Like and they already did. It's yeah, it's yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just like you know, Sentinels is just like the team that they're just like. Oh, losing me Sentinels, some money in that made, game. We made yeah. it, man. We fucking made it. Like everybody loves us. We don't have to do shit anymore. You know? Tony, did you follow the sick drama from today? No, I I didn't. What what happened to sick? Did either of you guys follow this? 
Never. I, I know. I know of it. Okay, yeah. this is the dumbest drama that's happened in a while. But <laughs> oh boy, was it juicy! So essentially, um, uh, sick was posting some things. He was kind of talking a lot on Twitter, uh, being the sixth man for Sentinels and not playing at all in their one series in Brazil. And one of the things he posted was after they lost, he posted an, an image of like you know the old Sentinel squad with like the sad frog on top. <laughs> which was seen as potentially a little disrespectful to his current team that he was like missing the former iteration of the roster that he's now on as a sixth man. So that was it's itself a, a topic of debate, but the real, the real juicy part came when his current girlfriend shared an image today of his Instagram story where he's posing with some other girl. And the way she painted the picture is she was like, Oh man, you know, he went to Brazil and immediately found someone from ranked and flew her out and cheated on me. But then, you know, the plot thickened and some, some other sides came to light. Turns out that his girlfriend had demanded, it seemed, seems to have really insisted on having an open relationship and had partners before besides him. And then as soon as she saw that he had a partner in Brazil, she started destroying his stuff back when she was at his apartment in England where he lived. Or I don't actually, I don't know if he lived in England, but for some reason I thought that. But either way, she was at his apartment destroying his stuff while he was in Brazil fuming that he also you know was in an open relationship and so he had to like call the cops to like arrest her back at his place so anyway uh a whole big like spicy tmz-esque drama surrounding the former sentinels star Damn wow. i mean i think he should play phoenix more <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> bring back <laughs> yeah <laughs> Bring I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would agree that that's some pretty stupid drama. I don't, yes. I don't really know what was going on there. That, that's yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since Tony mentioned yeah. Sentinels, I was like, you know what? This is kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, bring up so, the sick drama. Yeah. So I guess, like, stay, staying in the pro, the pro scene right now, who do you think has got this tournament that's going on right now? Like, who do you think is going to win? Loud. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's either Loud, Loud, Navi, or Fnatic. I think those are like the three. Mm. Right Fnatic, now. there's no way Fnatic wins the tournament. No, I think I think Fnatic is I mean, I don't know, they always fucking lose. But yeah, dude, they like, they were so close to crumbling today like they always do. And oh, they're yeah, they're oh, gonna oh, do I, it I, in one I, of the I next see, couple of games. I didn't games. see their games. I didn't see their game today. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see the game true. today, Fnatic but is, yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. Did they two O Furia? Yes, but one of the games was uh overtime, like multiple overtimes, and the next game was close as well. Yeah, but the thing and Furia was not are... predicted to be all that good of a team coming in. Like both hundred teams yeah, and Fnatic were expected okay, to win okay, their games more like, handily they still, than they, they did. They stole two them though. They stole two out them. Like, but also like, Furia is a Brazilian team. You know, it's like they got the home crowd behind. They, they no, listen, out, listen, like... listen. Here's the thing: the way everyone framed this is Fnatic has a super team, guys. They are going to roll until yeah. they get to at least the semifinals. And that's not what happened. They got they had to fight tooth and nail to win this series. Yeah, but you can't you can't roll. I feel like in this in this day and age in Valorant, it's stabled out. This is not the day and age where Sentinels can just stomp everybody in their fucking path. Like it's 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 cutthroat these days. It's like once you have like a you have a really good game, you win. You have kind of like a in your say, say you're like a really fucking good team, like yeah, like uh, tell Navi that, or like tell that's a Navi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they, you have a really good game, you win. If you don't have a good game, you're still going to win, but you're going to, it's going to be cut close. And it's still probably going to be 2 0, but like both games are going to be close, which is what I think Fnatic probably. I'm saying probably Navi's been stomping, right? Yeah, but 
it which sucks because I fucking hate watching like that. Their 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 Valorant is just so fucking boring to goddamn watch. I mean, Except it's for FBX. Right? This is what Dinad, crew Dinad and is team super gnarly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like... Navi has been stomping, and and they're like, you know, originally rated similar opponents to like you know Furia or whoever else like hundred thieves and uh fanatic have played sentinels <laughs> but <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean i think that it's clear to see that uh hundred thieves and um fanatic have had a tougher time getting to the position that they're currently in yeah yeah i was expecting hundred thieves to have a big showing at this tournament i i was expecting i personally was expecting cryo to just destroy everybody in his path. And obviously he's still, he he's, I'm like, I don't know the exact stats, but I'm pretty sure he's been like top fragger every, like almost every map. Mm, nah. Uh, I, no, I'm not I sure if played, that's played, true, but he's, he's played Omen on Icebox. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. He's I would played agree well. that he's played he's well. well. Yeah. The overall series MVP of uh, Fooch Esports versus 100 Thieves today was Bang. I guess, I he, guess. And he like, did play very, Bang did play very well. Yeah. Well, Bang, is, Bang, is, Bang yeah. is nasty as fuck. Like, yeah. Also, also, many people had said coming into this year, myself included, that the real question mark in, on the roster is Stellar, and uh, he's looked really, really good. Yeah, he has. Player. He has. Yeah, he's one of the, looking looking like one of the best fragging IGLs, regardless of you know mm-hmm. how good his calls are. But in terms of IGLing and getting mad kills on a Sentinel roll, he's he's one of those players who I think was a little bit dormant because he was a non opping, non chamber playing sentinel main. And so he kind of was, you know, forced into some uncomfortable positions during chamber meta. And now he's getting to really shine. So that's, that's pretty cool to see. Yeah. I mean, I would say that obviously the, the map that they lost today um, was Lotus and he had a very poor showing on that map, but he de- definitely brought that back, uh, especially on Haven. I believe he, I didn't actually watch that. Fuck map, off. To be honest. Yeah. Um, and I saw so it was pretty good. Yeah, he was, he was popping off. So yeah, I, I would agree with you, but I, I think he he can be a little hot and cold. Yeah, which like as an IGL, I think it's all right to be hot and cold as long as you can show that you can be hot. For example, FPX in their big run last year, you know, Angel had games where he bottom fragged, but like you know, he made he he, he had the potential to frag well enough when needed to you right. know, get them over the line. I mean, I, yeah, Angel, I he's think... a, he's, a, he's a good IGL. Yeah, I think he's a good IGL. Yeah, you, I I think the fragging comes secondary to NG, like to IGLs. Like it's oh, are you sure. making the right calls at the right time, right? Uh like it, especially if you're like a calling IGL, because I know that some teams will have like an IGL, but like on attack, somebody else is doing the calling. Yeah. Um, which yeah, there's actually something that I want to get into later, which we're gonna talk about. But uh, in, in general, I think we can all kind of agree like let let me know if you guys don't but like i think some of the i think a lot of the teams that even though there have been a ton of two o's um in this event like i think a lot of the teams that people didn't have a lot of expectations for came out fucking swinging oh i totally agree yeah absolutely i mean i won't say talent was i had like low expectations but like Talon, Talon had low known. expectations. Yep. Oh, yep. You, you I don't think, think so? that's I don't know. A, yeah. said, like when they were when they were Zersha, like they they had a lot of upsets and they've always had Zersha has always had uh and not, like now Talon, right? They've always had a super nasty jet. Like they've always had I mean, I don't know if their jet this year is as nasty as in the previous years. Like last year they had 
they had surf and then the year before that their their jet i think he he like retired like at the age of like 18 or something i don't know he, he must have done something else in his life but that guy was so fucking nasty i feel like if 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 talon had that guy from two years ago on on as like their fragger like they would be they would be like they would be a little higher up because that guy was fucking nasty but i i forgot his name man like i i completely forgot his name that was back when it was before they even changed the Zersha. I think they were like X ten C or something. Yeah, X ten C. That's what they were. Yeah, X ten crit. Um, wow, the, just the amount of knowledge that's pouring out of Tony right now is probably more than I've <laughs> well, ever seen. Because, yeah, because I'm really like, surprised you know as much about Zersha. Yeah, there's there's certain players that I like to follow, and like I gotta rip off your hoodie one, and reveal you're wearing a Zersha jersey <laughs> right now. <laughs> there was this one player on X ten C that I saw. I'm like, oh fuck that guy is so good and like it was it was so fun to watch because i feel like a lot of these like that's not a kind lot, of sensual how like, you said that <laughs> i hope that did not come out the way the way it sounded like to you but anyways um like uh i feel like a lot of these like apac teams always have like a super nasty duelist that is just like they just peak angles. They should not be peaking, and they just get like two kills, and then they get yeah. out of there. And like I don't know. That's why I love watching the APAC teams. They're they're super Korean sick. Jet baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a- I feel like the signature thing of APAC is being balls to the wall aggressive. Not that yeah. you know they're every team is that way every round, but APAC has the potential to really punish you if you're not ready to get you know the fight brought to you. God, I wish PRX went further. Yeah, yeah. The old. Fuck you, I'm walking here. (laughs) (laughs) The old, uh, fuck you, I'm not supposed to be where I am right now. I'm going to get a 3K. (laughs) While we're talking about regions and stuff, I saw something wild. The uh, Americas, uh, the, the, yeah, the Americas region is 10 and 0 in maps in this tournament so far on Pearl. And if you go back, if you go back to when Pearl entered the game, the an American team has never lost an international pearl map except against another American, uh, like America's team. And I, I saw that side. I was like, that is wild to know that the Americas just for whatever reason have that much of an edge on pearl. That's funny because yeah. I feel like oh, so it is just me then. It is just well, you yeah. about what? Yeah, that that fucking sucks at pearl. It's it's not oh, my whole yeah, region, yeah. you know. It's, uh, it's <laughs> yeah, not like yeah, you know, we just have a disadvantage in our DNA. Well, no, look, because, look at this. Uh, You're probably a pretty good international pearl player. It's just the competition is so high in the Americas <laughs> that you look worse in comparison. Oh that's, that's yes, the way to you're right. It. Everybody, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I I should start VPNing to EMEA. Yes, yeah. I'll, I'll be ascendant in no time. <laughs> God, dude, my yeah. pearl fucking win rate is abysmal. <laughs> I don't understand like why I lose so much on good. Pearl. Like, I don't my feel like it win- should... Yeah, go ahead, Tony. Alright, uh, yeah. My Pearl win rate was, like, super good, and then Chamber got nerfed. Like, my Chamber on that map was, uh, like, uh, every time I was, like, every time I saw Pearl, I was like, Chamber, boom, just, like, you literally just, like, post up a main as close as you can get with an op. They're, they're not gonna fucking expect an op right there, and then, boom, you just, like... They do expect an op right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, across both of the accounts I've been using this act, I'm fucking one and seven on Pearl. Damn. Yeah, Tony is also I'm one and seven on Pearl. Right. I pulled it up. Oh fuck, that's not good. <laughs> I, oh, I'm shit. two and four, so I'm doing a little better, but still not great. Yeah. I, I don't do you have my stats there now? I, I was just pulling them up and I got distracted for, with the other guys. Let's see. You are three and ten on Pearl. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> 
Yeah, Jesus. we fucking suck at Pearl, man. Yeah, yeah, also, this is a good time to bring up one very small thing, which is that I finally had a bit of an epiphany with using Tracker, which is a very small one. But sometimes I would, like, notice that the percentages for win percent versus the wins and losses seemed like they were calculated incorrectly. Like, the percentage was very clearly not the wins and losses shown. And and what I realized is that the reason for that is because Tracker doesn't show draws but it counts draws as losses for the purposes of count- calculating win percentage. So that's why sometimes really? the percentage can be different because like there are a couple times where like, Oh yeah, I had a draw on that map and that would make the percentage work. So in case you're wondering okay. why that's what's going on with that. Now, you know, you draw mashes. I well, mean, it's not, not often it's him. not often it's not my choice, but then this particular act, I had one where we had a player go AFK during overtime. So, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, happy yeah, to accept the draw there. Yeah. yeah also, yeah. we we discussed this uh, a few podcasts ago, but uh, they Riot did institute that change where they are waiting in the RR gain and loss more so the win or loss and less so the rounds. Um, yeah. Like round differential. And so I said at the time when they were coming into that, that this might make me draw more often. And it does come into my mind now when, you know, when it is just like 8 0 and I hate my team. Right. I, I, I'm no longer thinking, oh, hey, well, but if we stick around and I get, like, oh, a few FF, kills and we take... Yeah, I'm talking, like, FF. Oh, no. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, so, yeah, well, one of the things I wanted to talk about here is we, we've now seen some, some, well, depending on how much of this tournament you've watched, which, admittedly, I haven't watched as much as I would have liked, had a bunch of other shit going on. But um I want to talk about what we think the ideal Lotus comp is. Because it seems like Neon. a lot of different teams are taking a lot of different strategies. I don't think I've yeah. seen a similar Neon, Lotus Neon comp yet. I think Omen is super good on Lotus. Um This is also like, I watch a lot of Flex Ninja, uh streams and he has like, I mean like he would never do this in like a and like a pro match, like, but like he was so good at TPing on top of like the doors. Oh yeah, like it was it was insane. Like he he's so good at that shit, and he always gets like two kills out of it. I mean, who knows? Like I always watch his stream highlights. I don't watch his stream, but he was doing some like really creative shit with with Owen on Pearl, and like he is on a Lotus, pretty creative yeah. Omen player. But like on Lotus specifically, he was super creative. So I say like Neon Omen. Because like Lotus is like for a three for a three site map is pretty small. I, I guess yeah. like the only reference we have is Haven, right? But um, like Neon, I think works pretty well because like it's so easy to flank on Lotus. Neon's like pretty pretty good for fast flanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are, I, I I don't think I can say any other agents are necessarily better. I say just like Neon and Omen are my okay. agents that I can say that are good enough. I, I kind of disagree with one of the things you listed there. Not necessarily against the Neon, and I can't really take credit for this. Uh, I was watching a Wahoojin video on, like, a solo queue guide to to Lotus, and he was kind of explaining why he thought that flanks are not as important on this map as, as Haven is, uh, or as it would be on Haven. And that was solely because there's a lot more routing potential that the attackers have. Um, say you initially push A. Wait, and routing, uh, routing that the attackers have on, on Lotus or on Haven? On, Lo- on Lotus. 
right? Say you initially go A, you get stalled out at A. You can break down that breakable door and just immediately transfer to B. You don't have to go through spawn and then clear everything out, right? And the idea is... And you could also do C to B with the openable door. Yeah, C to B with the openable door. If you go B, you can go to either C or A. Yeah, sure, there is a lot. Most likely C. Most likely C, because that one's easier to gain access to. You have to have control of B to get to A, so... Yeah, so I I guess you could say that Cypher is pretty decent, too, because Cypher is arguably the best lurk in Valorant. So, lurking... Lurking, you know, lurking in, like... (laughs) area that's got a lot of a lot of routes you know right but the basically what like what i was trying to get at is that like i think flanks are or well okay i don't necessarily but uh what what wahujin was pointing out was flanks are just less valuable because like on haven for example right if you can make your way all the way to like right outside a lobby and your team is capable of stalling them out from their a push like, they have to push back into you to be able to go to any other site. That's true. Um, and alternatively, so long as they don't have any sentinel utility that's letting them know that, hey, you're not there, if they do decide to rotate out, they have to waste time and possibly utility clearing out all these angles in their, around their spawn. Which you just don't have to do on Lotus. Because there's another avenue to go to, to rotate, is right. what you're saying. Yeah. I guess another thing is, like, so say you flank. So say say the other team, like, you're on defense, and, like, the other team plants A on Lotus. Like, if you flank, like, I feel like it's not much different than coming through. I forget, I forget what it's called, but it's not, like, CT, but it's, like, the area... But yeah, like the connector that, thing. The, yeah, the, I, connect, I don't know what the I connector call thing, like, link. if you're flanking, you have to go through an entire fucking courtyard, right? Yeah, to go through you, rubble. End up, you you basically end up at right next to that that area that I was talking about earlier. So it's like, you know, you're you're basically almost like like the flank is on. Like I do kind of see how the flank is sort of, at least yeah. specifically on A is sort of, it's redundant. Like you don't need it because like you I, could literally just go shorter through that one like that one breakable little, door. Yeah, yeah. Not even not even through breakable door, but like the one like it's not saying the one uh, that everybody opts from. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. One. yeah. Because like because you have to clear that courtyard to flank, like you're gonna end up there anyways if you flank, like right near there. So, and then from, do you guys know what it's called? No. Like, okay. Anyways, but just, like, just call it like a link. Okay, let's call it a link. Yeah, yeah. So like from a link, if you really want to go to the the little like uh, swivel door thing, you can. It's not that hard, especially because like. A person like me who plays Cypher, who's been playing Cypher at least in five stacks a lot, like I can just cage off, I can cage off that opening that goes onto site, and I can just go back into, go back into the solo door, and then yeah, put like a fake down or something. So it's like I do, I do kind of see how the flank is sort of redundant on that. On it, yeah, so. I I think the other thing is which I didn't quite touch on yet is um, most people don't play post plant from off site on loaded. Yeah. And so, like, on Haven, for example, right? Except on C. C, sometimes people, you're like, often you'll see people playing Mount. But, like, yeah. I, like on B and A, um, like, it, it's not really common to play post-plant from off-site. And then you're, you're in a scenario where, like, uh, to compare it to Haven, 
if you've got a post plant down on Haven and you know somebody is a main or a lobby, that's annoying at the very least. Like like that that's a thorn in your side you gotta deal with. It's like, yeah. oh fuck, they've got they've got A long or they've got sewers. Like we need to address this. Whereas if someone's ruins on Lotus, like you don't give a fuck in your post plant. Like they can be there all you want all they want. Like they don't have they don't have angles on shit. Yeah, I mean that's definitely true for, for A site again. Mm-hmm. But like C site, I think Mound is a disgustingly good post plant position. Um and we saw it a lot in the game today. Um and I kept pointing it out to Cass. Mm-hmm. It was like, holy shit, they're getting so much value out of just holding mound. And uh you get that like corner plant on C site so that you yep. can see just their head while they're defusing. And it's just it, yeah, it's fucked good. Yeah. Because there's one place to spam. You know where they are. So even if they smoke you off, just a few taps get so much value, and you're probably going to kill the diffuser. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're Does anybody disagree? Yeah, but like as far as Team Cut goes, anybody disagree with Omen being good on that map? No. No. I will say, though, uh, I, think I, Neon, don't. I think Neon might have some, some uses besides just the, uh, you know, besides just the flank, which is that her ability to clear cross angles and just you know bring pace to the map is useful because you know if you go if you go back to what you were saying Cass, about your ability as the, as the offense to be flexible between you know going between sites without having to rotate uh through your own spawn if you're able to you know have the tip of the spear be zooming around you know quickly leading the charge for that you know that is very helpful uh for both to prevent flank and to just you know keep your options open so I, I think Neon is definitely settling into at least a potential pick on that map. It's just so hard to think of what's good because I'm, I'm sure every team that's won on Lotus has done so with a different team comp. Yeah, I, I just like seeing the Neon on it. So I'm not saying that it's necessarily best. I just would love it if it if it was. Like there was a game that was uh, both teams had a chamber, right? Oh, yeah, the C9 PRX game. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that. You know that- that kind of, that kind of, I guess, like, I just kind of sort of realized, I think this is the first time, like, because we're discussing, like, who is meta on this map. Like, so in the past few years of, of like, Valorant, it's, it's, it's always been like, oh, yeah, Jet, it, Jet is meta on this yeah. map. Or Chambers is meta on this map. I feel like this is the first time in Valorant history. <laughs> that sounds so, that yeah. sounds so stupid. But anyways, it's like, this is the first time that, like, shit has been balanced to the point where you're like what kind of when when they introduce a new map and it's not like oh chamber's obviously so fucking good on this map it's like this is the first time they release a map and like pros are like what the fuck are we gonna even play you know that's kind that of is cool. a that's a pretty good point i think that yeah like like obviously it's still a new map so people are trying to figure out what the meta is and what's good and yeah. i'm assuming a couple people will find some good comps and other teams will copy those um, but you are right that when like the first tournament after a map's been released previously, like yeah, you see a bunch of variation in team comps, but it gets settled pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem to be happening on Lotus. It seems like everybody has a different route that they want to go. 
um, which is really cool to see. I really like seeing like not mirror comps. I hate seeing mirror comps. Yeah, mirror games. comps are fucking lame, man. Yeah, yeah and, and even that's, not that's... on Lotus, I feel like there's not been there's been very few actual mirror comps. Sometimes like four, and then one's different. But I do think there's a lot more variety in agents across maps, which is you know the most so on Lotus. Yeah, yeah. that's another reason why I like watching PRX is because they never they never mirror another team's comp. Like <laughs> no. Ever. <laughs> but yeah. like okay, I I think there's a mixed bag to a certain extent, and I'm not trying to argue for one or the other. But I will say, oh, are you sad the chamber got nerfed? No, no, no. Yeah. One thing, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, but but no. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the one thing that I really like about mirror comps, and this is like the one thing that I like about it, is you really get to see the skill difference shine. In a or strategy comp. difference, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I See, I think that, like, the pregame strategy difference that you get to see on the non-mirror comps is really cool. And sometimes teams will just, like, and, like, you've seen on Lotus, right? Sometimes teams just get strategy diffed. Yeah. It's like, hey, they're going for this unique strategy that we have literally no way of fucking dealing with. And you, you saw it in that, um, in the, the 100 Thieves game against uh fuck who did they play um Edward gaming foot no foot oh no. uh foot esports um 100 thieves just had no manner of getting past the utility that was being thrown a ruins and they just had to give that up and then potentially retake it later if they wanted to but the off the barrier drop they did not have the appropriate utility to challenge that. On attack or defense. Yeah, yeah, on, on either side. Like, they yeah. were just unable to to control a Ruins. Wait, where's um, Ruins? Where's Ruins? Ruins it's... is that courtyard that you were talking about on A. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, like, they just didn't have the appropriate utility to, to try and control that area compared to uh, Foot's um like team comp and i i thought that was really interesting from like a strategic decision of what what do we want on our team why do we want these different agents and against a different team comp like maybe the 100 thieves camp could have could have realistically fought for that area but given what both teams chose they just did not stand a chance off barrier drop of controlling that yeah, and actually, you saying that, Cass, reminds me of, I just looked at a little, I just watched a small snippet of the post-game interview with 100 Thieves after this uh, series, and one thing that Asuna said, basically they were asked about, the interviewer asked about how the Neon pick affected things from Foot, because obviously the Neon pick on Foot, the uh, QWI, what do you, how do you say that again? It's Kiwi. Kiwi, of course. I don't know why I forgot that. Anyway, he got 30. He dropped 31 kills as Neon. So they asked the interviewer asked 100 Thieves, how did the Neon pick affect your strategies? And one of the big things that Asuna said reflects, you know, Neon's benefit on Haven, which is that he said that it messed up our timings a lot since this is a relatively new map and we hadn't faced a lot of Neons in our practices. So there were times where I would, as KO, throw my knife and then have a neon in my face far before I realized that, like, you know, the neon could even be there. Not suppressed because they went past my knife and, like, all of a sudden having to take that duel with me. And so that, that in, in, in and of itself was, a uh, you know, good value on multiple points, but I'm sure especially at Ruins. 
Yeah. I mean, Cass, were you saying that mirror comps were good in a way? Uh, I don't know if you ever actually got to that point. Yeah, okay. The only way... He said it. He said it. Yeah. Okay. Is like, I I like the aspect of mirror comps that is just like, you really get to see the head-to-heads between like, this KO, like one team's KO versus the other team's KO. One team's jet versus the other team's jet. Who is playing better right now in this map? Who's taking control in their respective... Uh, yeah. like duos. Yeah, I mean, I see it. You know? I see it. I just don't. Yeah. I I don't think that's as interesting at all as I, I know, 100- watch, watching like, oh, they were only they were able to do that strat because their comps different, and yeah. seeing the different strats that they have come up with that made them choose whatever comps that are different are. Oh no, right. I one hundred percent agree. I was just like the the other point was just like a devil's advocate. Yeah, kind yeah. of scenario. It's like I I one hundred percent agree. I prefer not to see mirror matches. But I will say the saving grace of mirror matches is I do like to see how those head-to-heads fare out. Like, which which jet is popping off harder? Which which KO is getting more value out of the out of their utility, right? Um, and, like, which IGL is making the right calls at the right times? Yeah. Um, to, to work around it, because it, if you are playing into a mirror comp, like you should have a very good understanding of what their game plan is and what they're trying to do and how they can accomplish whatever their micro goals are in a given round. And so I, I, I like the certain aspect of them that, sorry, uh, that, that you get to see in specifically mirror match comps, whereas when, when you look at the non-mirrors, which, again, I agree are way more interesting... But it's like, did you get, like, did the IGL get diffed in their calling? Or did they just realize that they just got hard countered by a certain pick that the enemy team made and they could not come up with an appropriate answer on the fly? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I this just made me think of something that uh, I wanted to bring up because it could be interesting. Um just you know for anybody listening that um you know a, a little bit of a tip but uh i really liked seeing uh how 100 thieves played icebox in their game today um yeah, and specifically cool. uh on b site uh something that i noticed a lot was that they never planted default on b site icebox yep um and what they would do is instead of placing your standard sage wall uh, to leave just the corner at, at like default behind the corner to plant at. Um, they realized, oh, everybody's gotten so used to dealing with that that they spam down the wall, they barrage it with utility um, to stop the plant. So they were like, okay, well, we're just going to put our sage wall pure horizontal. And so it, it still looks like we could be planting default, but we're actually going to plant left side of this wall. Yeah. And so many rounds, like, Foot did not understand this. And they would still do their their classic, okay, wall went up, spam down this this corner piece, and uh, and throw a bunch of utility there. But they would actually be planting on the other side of the wall. Oh. Um, and they would still get the plant down and uh, be able to play post-plant from there, which I just found was super That's interesting to, is, to watch. That is very interesting. Um, do, they a, and, like, do they have a Soba? I think both teams had a Sova, yeah. Yes, both teams had a Sova. Yeah, so you got, yeah. We got the Shark Darts, so you got Shark Dart lineups. 
Yeah, I mean, you were still cool. able to play from the same angles on on post plant, pretty much. Well, I guess also right? it's just more out in the open. So you said yeah. that they walled they walled on the so they're attacking right. Hundred thieves attacking. Yeah, they would wall on the right side. I guess like there's a lot of shit you can get on top of uh, in post plant to kind of look over the wall. I don't know. Is that I, I didn't see the game. So like, well, with with hundred thieves, they do a good job of like you know looking in the correct direction and you know covering each other so if someone were to hop on top of the stage they do, wall yeah. they would just get deleted like I, yeah. I don't think there wouldn't be really be a way that, they, that someone could like hop on a state the stage wall stealthily and not get immediately shot by a hundred thieves player yeah and i mean in the way that foot was playing it like if someone hopped on wall they'd look immediately down to default to see to try to get the pick there right but that that's not where they were planting yeah that's not where they were planting so i i thought that, that was uh, really clever and i think that that's something we could bring into our own games a little bit more of not planting default because everybody even at our rank is yeah you know a very accustomed to where people plant and how we're going to deal with that or delay the plant or however right so this was just a oh we we're going to pretend that we're planting that position but actually we're on the left side yeah yeah, yeah I, I fully I, agree that's a that's a good observation i don't know i feel like that might need a bit more team communication aspects of like for example, I like to plant open, and like the times yes. in which I plant are in there. There are two scenarios in which I end up planting the spike. Uh, situation number one: We're planning on doing a fast hit. I'm gonna dash in this jet. I'm gonna get the fucking spike down. Uh, situation number two: We've got to now mid round because we lost people on our entry or or whatever and i've got to go recollect spike and try to plant it somewhere if at all possible ever in the second situation i'm gonna plant as open as i possibly fucking can yeah um, yeah i'm, I'm kind of on the same boat honestly and no a lot of that has to do with the fact that like i don't play an agent with uh with post plant utility so i just yeah, gotta, so gotta peek it yeah right and so the more open that plant is the more angles that the enemy team has to be aware that, or like just you know the more angles that i could be standing in when you go and tap spike and so it's not just like oh well they planted here he has to be b main um or whatever that may be right it's like i want to plant as open as i possibly fucking can and so i do that whenever possible um but the thing that i was going to get to is if if you start planting in you know not default or like not even literally default but just like standard areas unless you got good communication with your team like that could render some lineups just not viable yeah but like in our in our lobbies how often does someone have lineups yeah, true. I mean, like, like it, it's I'm, a mixed I'm bag. Well, I mean, if, if obviously if we're playing with Chase, then we know what lineups he has. But I guess yes. so the question is, how often is there someone who's not Chase in our lobbies who is a character who can play lineups and then does? I feel like the and answer well, is they not usually very tell often. you to. Yeah. Right. Like, like I think there's typically enough communication. Like, I mean, that's a bit of a, a stretch because some, half the fucking games there's no communication at all. But in those games, there's typically not <laughs> yeah. lineups either. So. Yeah. Um. I'd say that if if someone's really excited to use their lineups, they usually tell you where to plant for their lineup. 
One thing I can yeah. say is that Chase has a really nice lineup on A Haven. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Hey, I got one on I got one on C Haven now too. So it works. Uh, Watch out. <laughs> straight, it's a solid seventy five percent. It works sixty percent of the time. All every, the time. every time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For some reason, my I, I went down from like an eighty percent hit rate on that on that lineup to recently it's been a zero percent hit rate. Oh no. Yeah, there's just like the lineup I've been using. There's a there's literally a a hanging light in the way, and you're supposed to aim at the light. And it used to be like eighty percent of the time I would or twenty percent of the time, I would hit the light and would bounce off and not do the lineup. And now it's just like every time I aim at that light, I uh, I hit the light. Well, maybe they maybe they passed <laughs> yeah. out this this. Uh, See, it's this your lineup. Maybe, yeah, they made the light slightly larger. Does yeah. your lineup involve any UI elements or no? It's it's all just where you're aiming your crosshair. It's just a crosshair. Because yeah, I've said that there was a time a couple weeks ago where Riot apparently did some small unannounced UI changes, which worked some lineups for people. Mm. So I think they rever- I think they reverted those after Sobermans complained. Yeah, maybe they did. I, 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 I just I, seen. I, I just I heard people complaining. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that um, would suck. I definitely have a bunch of UI lineups with Sova. So yeah. Uh, okay, but Chase. One thing I will say is, now, you've got some experience with uh, disc golf, right? Yeah. If you aim for the tree, you don't hit the tree. tree. (laughs) (laughs) If you aim for the light, you're not going to hit the light. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're the one who said, hey, just aim slightly left or right of it. And then I would would do that. I did say that. And then I would hit (laughs) the fucking light. Funny. Anyways, um, also, I aimed slightly right of it, and the lineup didn't go where I was supposed to, where it was supposed to. So I gotta like go yeah. and, and lab this out a little bit. Yeah, more. I think you gotta do a bit of lab work on that one, Chief. Anyways, okay. So Cass, I remember yeah. you were telling me if I had any hot takes, and I thought of one. Okay, I've mentioned this. I've mentioned this one many times, but I truly fucking hate Fade as an agent. <laughs> like I fucking hate Fade. Um. <laughs> And the pure reason why is because, uh, like, I feel like, okay, so, like, I play KO, and KO has to throw a lot, like, he, he throws a lot of utility, right? But the utility isn't, like, overbearing on an individual, right? Like, the thing, the thing I don't like about Fade is every single, like, like, every single one of her utilities is, like, is, like, so, it, it's just, like, so overbearing. Like, you either have to shoot it or you have to avoid it, you know? It's just, like... And it's like, it, and if you avoid it, you get you get deafness. Everything fucking deafens. Like, everything fucking reveals you. It's like, and like, like a fatal, oh, I hate, I hate that shit. It's like, the main thing I hate is like, when I'm in a clutch situation against a fade, and then boom, there goes one prowler. Okay, I take like, like six vandal bullets, right? There goes another prowler. Okay, boom, there's like 12 vandal bullets, right? So that's like half my clip. And then boom, she, she throws out her, her little, her little reveal thing, which is in my opinion, the the most chill piece of utility that she has, and then I have to shoot that too, and I'm already basically like three quarters like through my my fucking my fucking clip, you know, and then I have to reload, and then like you know now she even knows like more of where where I am, and it's just like dude, it's like I just have to shoot everything she has she she's gonna throw at me, except for except for a little C shit. That's like that's also bullshit because they're fucking deafens. Like I don't know. It's just like I've never been so aggravated by a fucking agent. I'm like, aware. There's no, there's no agent. There's no agent that aggravates me except for fate. Okay, I can't you, hear shit. I have or, to shoot shit. 
Like for the record, there, there's no have, skill to it. There's no fucking skill. You know, like you have never been pre-nerf, breach barraged. I'm oh talking, yeah, I'm talking, stun, aftershock, flash, 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 alt, like yeah. breaches. Breaches specifically love to just fucking util dump you. Literally everything they've got. They they throw the whole fucking kitchen sink at you. Yeah, no, Wasn't I, there a time when, when Sky and Breach both had three flashes? Yeah, yeah there was. Yeah, oh. right, exactly. So going against um, a Sky and Breach combo and you get six yeah. flashes Dude, in your face like, was... Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember there was one game in particular where, like, I really wanted that, that ah, my eyes spray that exists mm-hmm. because it was... It was... Phoenix, Sky, um, Breach, Omen, and maybe Arena. I, I I honestly can't remember the fifth agent. But, like, I, I remember going into that game and just being like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to see shit. And I was very correct. I did not see shit. Like, it was just like, oh, just and a barrage of flashes. You could never see a goddamn thing. Yeah. Now, Tony, I would say to your point, I think, yes, Fade's annoying. But what I think that you really hate and that what Cass is getting at here, too, with the breach is you hate that it can all be directed at a singular agent. Like, you can just util dump and it fucks over one person a lot. And when that's you, that fucking sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah. Right. See, when you, okay, when you get revealed, right? tethered, and then two prowlers get sent at you, like... Yeah, fucked. You really have to respect all of Fade's. That's true. That is that is a very individual thing. But here, like, like one thing that really fucking annoyed me last game is like, okay, so I had a sheriff and I was like, I was uh, attacking a main on on scent right, and Prowler comes near me and I'm like, and I'm kind of exposed, and I just like start spamming the Prowler and like with the sheriff, and obviously like if you start spamming with the sheriff, this Prowler is fucking right in front of my face, and like obviously what the sheriff what I was gonna miss. And then it fucking it it, it 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 fucking bites me. I'm slowed down, and that was the reason why I fucking died. Is because like this stupid fucking prowler that goes like, <laughs> I, I fucking hate the sounds that fade yeah. that like that, like fade util makes on you. Like it's like it's just so like I, just, I hate everything about that fucking agent. Like God fuck dude i can't i can't stand like i can so like so you know like as like you guys were talking about the rays versus like jet thing yes like last apps or like in one of the episodes the one that you guys had here in vancouver right now one thing i can respect is when a jet just like one taps the shit out of me right and they peek an angle they peek an angle that they're not supposed to peep and then they dash down they one tap the shit out of me i, I respect that i'm like okay like, I might talk some shit after that being like, okay, like, you're not good enough to, you're not good enough to hit shots like that normally when I do get one tap, right? Um, but, like, <laughs> in the end, I do, I do respect it, you know? Tony loves that line, the, I, and I like it, too. The, uh, yeah. Dude, you are, they're not good enough to hit those shots. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just basically just, like, you know, like, me being the stats guy. Like, I'm just, like, you know, that was, that was, that was the kind of shot you get, like, you know, like, 5% of the time. That's, like, really good. So, I always like to pull that argument on him being like, you know, like you got a good shot on me, but like that does not happen often for you, buddy. You know? Um, anyway, so I can respect a clean head tap by a jet, but like when you're fucking throwing util at me, just like, just because you know where I am, 
You know, you're not you're not trying to you're not trying to play angles. You're just like, I'm gonna throw this proud. I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna throw this tether. I'm gonna fucking throw this thing that reveals you. It's like you're throwing shit, man. Like, like how the fuck did like I just don't see why why right like design an agent where everything you fucking all the util that you put out is you're just trying to just throw shit out there. Like there's no there's no like there's no like oh I think an eight like I think one of their one of the opponents is gonna be here in like maybe like twenty seconds. There's none of that shit. It's just like I know this guy's here. I'm just gonna fuck him over. Like that's just so stupid to me. I don't know. I think it's fucking silly. Well, you know what the counterpoint to this is. Although I I agree with you, it fucking sucks to be berated by utility, and that specifically does apply with fade and with breach. Um, but the counterpoint is that you know what they're not doing while they're berating you with utility, berating the rest of your team with utility. Yeah, mm. but see the, th- the, the here's the thing though, like yeah, they like I guess like yeah, you can stop a push, right? Like you can stop a push with like a lot of other agents. Or, like, you can stop a plant, right? Like, but the thing is, like, I think one of the most important things is just getting a kill, you know? Getting a fucking kill is just big in Valorant, you know? Hot take. And <laughs> yeah, hot take right there. <laughs> like, and th- that's that's the thing is, like, once you're braided with all that fucking, all that utility, it's just like, you're, you're just going to fucking die. Like, like, sometimes with, like, a fatal... I actually find that like the deafening like actually kind of helps me be more aware. No. Sometimes no, I see what Tony's like, saying. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh, I, oh shit, I got the oh wait, fuck, I got another kill. Oh fuck, I just got two K. Like, what the well, fuck? yeah, because you, like you see the trail going to you, which kind of tells yeah. you where people are going to be coming from. Yeah, like, so then they peek yeah. you. You know, yeah, they peek you, and you're like, okay, this guy's gonna fucking peek from here. And... I, 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 I I can't recoil control when I'm deafened. But like, yeah, I can't do shit when I'm deaf. Yeah, no, see, I don't. Suck. I don't really recoil control. I just tap. So it's like, yeah, that's right. Know. Tony, mm. Tony, Tony's recoil control is not is not great. Um, <laughs> like, I I can't recoil control when I'm deaf, and that's for sure. But also, yeah. one of the things that I will say is, um, as a counterpoint to Chase being, like, well, when you know when you're getting barraged by utility, you know what your team's not being, you know, barraged with utility. But like, here's the problem with that. I'm the best player on the team. Uh, Don't fucking barrage me with utility. Gas is going from the sample size of the one game that we played prior to this podcast to no other games of the best. Well, so is Tony where where there was a fade on the other team. The reason why I'm so excited for you to play Cypher because every time I fucking play with you and if I'm on the same side as you, like anytime there's some kind of util, like a a Sova Dart or like a a fade, what's that fade? (laughs) Shit, that's called Prowler? What is that called? No, oh, the, the no, eye, no, no. whatever the eye is. The eye. Yeah. 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 Like, Cass is always like, Tony, can you shoot that down for me? I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess so, man. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what? What if Cass shoots one for once? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> that's what I say. What if, what if Cass just fucking takes Spike for once? I've never if, seen Cass take Spike. What if oh, Cass never... t- shoots the Rainalier for once? Come on. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I often end up shooting the Rainalier. No, no, I'll give Cass. Cass, Cass get, like, I'll give Cass credit for the Rainalier. Um, anything else? Though? Not like, if you know it's coming. You're going to no, ask yeah, him. If, if, if you know it's, you know it's coming, coming, he's going like, to come. I will ask him to like, shoot it, yes. He's going to be like, Because I have a fucking operator. If if Reyna if Reyna puts his leer into the site, you got to shoot it down. Please shoot it down. Like, 
Every time. Okay. Well, yeah, because we're playing the game earlier, right? And I'm playing, I'm playying a fucking ratty ass angle on top of all those boxes, and I'm like, if I have to shoot the eye, well, they're all gonna fucking know where where I am. And I just looked it up. The eye is called a haunt, by the way. Okay. Yeah. They just yeah, okay. should have yeah. known that. So, yeah, so yeah, I, should, I, I think we all should have known. Yeah, it was but, called a haunt. Yeah, but Vane's my least favorite agent, so fucker. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm like, of course, if I'm the cipher and you want me to shoot something down, yeah, I'll shoot that down. I'm not the person who's supposed to be taking the, the, the first contact here. I can deal with the utility. But, like, it, it's the idea that, like, like, when I'm playing a ratty off angle, it's like, I would very much like to not be exposed by some utility. So if someone else can deal with the utility so I can maintain my rattiness, that would be fucking stellar. Well, I mean, I completely understand that, but have you ever thought that, you know, maybe we also have a plan? No. I've also, like, also, I can't <laughs> actually straight up, no. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, okay, so Cass, I feel like every single, like, I don't want, I don't want to shit on you in this podcast. That's all oh, we do, dude. Tony. Welcome no, to the club. <laughs> but see, here's the thing, Tony. Welcome to Drunk Valor. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a little bit, it's a little bit selfish, selfish of you to be the only person in our friend group who plays Valorant who doesn't fill. Like you're the only guy who's like, no, I'm gonna play Jet or Chamber. And it's whoa, like, whoa, whoa. This... <laughs> my oh, wait, oh wait, are you gonna say that you played Omen like fucking like like two, ga- two games ago? Literally, oh, yeah, yeah, literally once. It's, yeah, it's because we were on split and I got locked immediately. Yeah, I was surprised I, you didn't dodge. Yeah, I got out insta locked and uh, on Jet, and I was just sitting there being like, hmm. Fuck it. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh, not, oh I see. Dying. Yeah, that game I just pulled up in your tracker. That game you got carried by a rando Yoru. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Also, I, I had very important and very well-timed <laughs> yeah. utility. Yeah. No, I just, I'm just messing with so you. Cass, I'm happy that you filled. So, yeah. Cass, how was your Omen game? It started off rough. I'm not going to He didn't lie. even fill. I'm going to also tell you that. <laughs> the jack got locked, and then he locked Dude. Omen. Yeah. Like, the other people hadn't even hovered. You <laughs> 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 Yeah. No, no, because I was like, I'm not fucking playing Chamber on Split. Like, it, 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 it just doesn't go. The only, the only angle off barrier drop that I see like going is B Garage. Yeah. Like, and it's like if I'm gonna be tied to B Garage specifically. I feel like that's way too limiting. And also, that's, like, as soon as, like, a couple rounds in a row, you peak B-Garage off rip. Like, people are going to know you're going to do that. They're going to post up. They're going to wait for you to swing. I'm going to get head-tapped. You could probably like, play A-Heaven, but that's... That sort, of, that sort of leads me into another hot take. No, because A-Heaven doesn't give me enough getaway. Like, anywhere that I can, quote-unquote, like, TP away to is too dangerous in A-Heaven. I don't I'm know how big punished. the range is, but can can you uh, peek that angle and then TP back into heaven, like by vents? No, that's no, too far. That's out, that that's outside of range. I can't I can't peek a ramps and then go to vents. I mean, not in vents. I'm saying like in heaven by vents, but just I, behind I don't that think wall. you could. That no, range is pretty no, small. No, I can't. I can't. Yeah, and it's mm. too far. Like I have to have. I have to have my TP outside on ramps to be able to swing ramps to A main. 
Um, yeah, like it, it, it's just the range is the range is fucking abysmal at the moment to like how far away you can get to, and it's the only like I I'm fairly confident the only one I can get away from and be confident that I can't be punished outside of like a raised double satchel is B B garage. Now I I guess I could play mid, assuming I don't get smoked off. And then if I do get smoked off, maybe I could just big dick swing the smoke, but like I don't know if that's valuable. I don't know if that's a good idea. And then if like if I'm gonna hold behind the smoke at the point where somebody's like they're just creeping up so far that now I can't get away to safety. I don't know, maybe there's something to be said about like always have a, a pocket shorty so that when someone and like just intentionally put my tp in a close angle so that like when mm-hmm. someone inevitably chases me down hopefully i can get the shorty out in time leave but a bucky like, on the ground if needed <laughs> yeah it's it, i don't know it's just like i feel like split, split just ain't it for chamber anymore like mm-hmm. the, the it yeah like that that just ain't the play that's what so leads when, me into a, another hot take that i have so first of all I believe that at our rank, you guys are a little higher rank than I am, but um, like Asian selection, Asian selection, like I, I feel like having a sentinel and a, a smokes and a you know an initiator and a duelist is like pretty important. But like I feel like it doesn't matter all that much about like who you play in our uh, in our rank because it just matters about how fucking good your aim is and how your game how good your game sense is. Which uh, leads me to another thing where I don't remember who it was, but so in that one episode where you guys had decided uh, who you guys are going to play for the next act for the entire time, uh, one of you guys uh, said like, oh, for this one map, I'm going to play this one agent. Who who was that? Hunter. Yeah, and it wasn't well, me yeah. saying it. It was th- them saying that I would play. It was us, yeah, okay. us saying yeah, so that, that Hunter can, can not play Sovon Split. I specifically to play fade that's bullshit i think that's bullshit i think if you're like yeah obviously like soba might not be the best pick on split but like you should like if you were if you want to play if you want to be good at soba you got to be you like you can be good at split like because soba is just like a fucking good agent like you can be good at split and definitely at our rank i agree with that i i also i also think that just because i also think at our rank just because so and so agent is not good at good at so and so map. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't play them there, because we're not like, you know, we don't we don't have like how how much is like a a semifinal like a semifinal game in a big ass Valorant tournament like how much is that worth like what like like if, no if, if you win <laughs> if you win you probably what you probably get like what like five like five thousand dollars more than you would have if you lost in the semifinals and you're going to the finals right like say you're semifinal game you win the semifinals you get like five thousand dollars more than if you lose right so sure. it's like i feel i feel like you know you, i don't like, know how this plays in at all but okay <laughs> so like no but like what i'm saying is like it doesn't like like there's there should be no exceptions to the agent shit like there's there's nothing at stake here you know, you're just fucking playing the agent. My rank is at stake. Dude, fuck that. Fuck rank, dude. Just get good. Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck your get rank. Good. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about your rank. 
you know? Okay. Um, in a way, well, in a way, I, I agree. I mean, just therefore, I that. think Hunter should in, play in a way, split. but I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I think that it's fine because we, uh, we've established this already and what the rules are for yeah. this. Um, but like, I, I agree in a way because like I played Sova on Fracture when Fracture came out and I really liked it before the Fracture changes when I had like a bunch of lineups, but since the Fracture changes, I haven't relearned any new lineups cause they were all destroyed. Yeah. No. Um, but like I loved playing Sova on Fracture and I did really well, even though he was like an anti-meta pick. Right, like yeah. nobody played Sova on Fracture, and I'm the same exists with Split. Like back in the day, I had a couple of lineups on Split with Sova, but eventually, I just realized that my breach was better. Um, I think the on issue that map. That, so, I think the issue that Split has that Fracture didn't is that like so much of Split has a ceiling. Mm. Unlike, yeah, I mean, unlike Fracture, um, and I I think that's the biggest problem for for Sova in particular. And also just like there there's a bunch of close knit corners um in 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 split that like Fracture has some of those too, but like I feel like the, the whole thing with Fracture is like you could make a Sova work. It's just breach is better. And so we'd yeah. rather play a breach. Um yeah. but for split I feel like the problem is just like so much of Sova's utility just can't go here in very crucial areas, being A and B heaven. Yeah, but too bad, so sad, man. Like, just, like, just play Sova. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the way that I see it. It's like, you know... Uh, you know, maybe, maybe Hunter will learn as he's as he's playing that, you know what, I like playing Sova so much now that, uh, you know, I don't even want to play Fade on Split. Yeah, well, we, so do I have maybe the option to play Sova oh, well, on we Split? Didn't, we didn't ban you. We just gave you the opportunity to pick okay. Fade okay. on Split. Just want to make sure I understood yeah. how that was going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, no, you you can play fact, Sova guys, on Split if you want him, to. But... Yeah, just let him play Fade, which is the fucking most annoying agent in the game. <laughs> so, the same phone issue. Good. Yeah. I want that on my team. Yeah, yeah Tony, don't worry. <laughs> We're not playing against you. I don't think that's ever happened. I just, like... Yeah, sure, again... Imagine yeah. if Tony was on on environment and we didn't know, and we just queue into a game and Tony's on the other team. Oh my god, that would, yeah, be, that so would be amazing! I've always wanted to like know somebody on the other team. Yeah, um, it's, it's just very unlikely that I would solo queue against you guys because if I'm solo queuing, I'd be on e servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, different topic here. Something I, I wanted to discuss because it was brought up to my attention. Um, the difference between First contact and entry, uh, and it's something I was I was watching uh, a couple videos for like mainly for like meta. Or, okay, meta is like okay macro jet tips, right? Not like not like individual scenarios, but like more how you should approach uh, a given exec or a given round like where you should go to after taking sight as jet where you should not like a bunch of stuff like that um and one of the things that uh was talked about was um was uh, when you look at like tens play jet for the sake of i i'm going to use the exact example that was brought up but like when you're looking at b garage on a set Tenzo's in not initially taking that first fight on the swing. 
Mm. He's playing trade for that. And the reason being is he needs to be the entry onto site. And so if he dies on on the on that initial swing, that's just a massive detriment. Yeah, because they can't enter, yeah. Right. The idea is he is the most, like, your entry is the most valuable agent until they've entered onto site, at which point they are the most disposable agent in your team comp. And I thought that was a really interesting concept. It's, hey, you should have quite literally anybody else taking first contact until you can get all the way to the exit of B Garage, and then your jet can explode. Mm. And you guys can follow follow them out, or whatever may happen, right? But it's until you get to that scenario, you should not be taking first contact. Well, it was an interesting idea that was thrown up, because often, as Jet, I'll tell people, like, hey, like, I can preemptively prime my dash, and if no one is here, great. I can walk up and my dash is still active. I can smoke and dash onto site and we'll be fine. But if someone is there and I need to burn my dash to get out of that engagement, I now don't have it for entry. Yeah, and then which we is, can't get the space onto site. Right, which is more detrimental. But than also, say, maybe your team then is up with man advantage because you dash out of the initial conflict and your teammate trades you without you dying. Maybe, but we still don't have side access. Yeah, but you have a kill. Yeah, which is, in general, yeah, good. I'd agree with you, but that's, you know, it's assuming my teammate gets the trade. It's assuming I don't just die to getting one-tapped before I can dash out. For sure. Like, the whole idea is, like, as, as, like, as the entry, I should not be taking first contact. And somebody else should take first contact. And then once we gain, once we gain access to that choke right before sight, is now when it's my turn to go first. Yeah. Specifically as a jet, and I'm assuming this applies to, you know, Ray's, maybe Yoru, like quite literally anybody who is functions as an entry. Yeah, I was going to agree with this take. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was kind of doing that in our earlier game where you were Jet and I was Yoru. So on offense, I would frequently let you get take first contact because, you know, you're good at those, you know, aim, brawl, aim, duel things. And then I would set up my TP and I would be the first to TP in the site. So I would Mm -hmm. be the hard entry, whereas you would be the first contact. Right. And we didn't didn't do great that game, but that wasn't the problem. (laughs) Yeah, right. If you have multiple people that can entry, then this is less of an issue. um, Who takes first contact versus versus entry? Um, cause they could swap those roles depending on the round or who dies or whatever. Um, now the biggest problem with this take is, uh, ego. <laughs> yes, I have one. Yeah. And so a lot of times the person playing entry, uh, is going to want that first contact <laughs> because they will not give mm-hmm. up. And I, when I say they, I mean, Cass, um, <laughs> yep, their, uh, their first kill to first death ratio. They want, they just want those first kills mm-hmm. so bad. <laughs> no, but like, okay, most, I, I can't pull up stats to back this up, but I would say most of my first kills come from operators. Yeah. 
like hmm. on defense. Yeah. Most now, of the first kills against you or is that, no, that's what no, you're talking no. about. The the first time you die, right? Well, yeah. like the first kills <laughs> I get are mostly with operators. Now I I will say that being like in my mind when I'm playing chat like prior to me hearing this was like, oh, I'm the entry. I should be taking first contact. Like, we want our initiators alive. We want our smoker alive. We want our sentinel alive. Like, if someone's going to die pushing up, it should be me. But then hearing this is like, well, you might actually want one of your initiators taking first contact, assuming you're not playing double duelist. Is like, it, it, it might be better to to lose your KO, potentially, after they've thrown their knife, after they've, uh, you know, maybe pop-flashed the first engagement or whatever, um, it might be better to lose the KO than it is to lose my ability to smoke and dash onto site. Like, that might be a better... Assuming you're going to lose someone, that might be better. It's like, that meme. it's like that meme. Some of you may die, and that is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right Cass. That's Cass's I mean, power in a nutshell right there. Yeah. It sounds really yeah. selfish from Cass, but I understand it. Like, I think that he's making a fair point um, that, like, entering onto site is a very important role. And if you lose that potential on the first engagement, like, off of an angle where you're not favored because the defense can hold it, mm -hmm. then it doesn't make sense, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense to send your entry into that angle first. Um, the question then is, who do you send instead? And you have the the entry then try to trade them if they were to die. Um, and I think KO is a really good option. Yeah, specifically for what Cass said, is like you can still get value out of that KO, because you can throw like a, a knife lineup and and get info on site, suppress some people. You can then pop flash yourself around that corner um, for that first engagement. And, you know, if they have to back out because of the flash, great. Because then you can all go up and then you haven't lost a person and the entry can entry. Um, but yeah, like that, like I think initiator, flashing. specifically flashing initiator makes a lot of sense. Yeah, maybe not breach. That's why I play KO. KO is just so. Yeah, cool. well, breach can't peek off his own utility in this yeah. instance. So, well, in any instance, but <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't really work for yeah. the flash yourself, pop flash yourself into this angle. But Cass is just trying to bait Tony. I think that's what this comes down to, because Tony plays KO sometimes. Oh, yeah. dude, I fucking like Ch Chase is right. There, there is an ego at play here. I fucking love just big dick swinging angles. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also Cass is baiting me. Like, I, I, I know how to flash Cass himself as well. Tony's yeah, very yeah. good at that, actually. <laughs> Bro. Oh, man. We're, we're, we're... That's an inflated we, statement right there, buddy. We we played with Chronos uh, right before we started recording this uh, this podcast, and there were, there were a couple times due to no fault of his own. <laughs> like, I just got blind. I, oh, yeah, I saw, I saw you got, you got blinded one time. You got blind because he was going to flash A-Main. And he was specifically like, I'm flashing A-Main. And then I see your face because you're playing Jet. And you were fully flashed. Yeah, like, yeah. Two people. Two people got fully flashed. And I, I heard his dude. call out played back so I didn't get flashed. And I was like, 
guess I'm alone here now. <laughs> like two of you guys yeah. got flashed okay, from well, that. I'm like, he called it out. I don't you know. What are okay, you... <laughs> but, but hold on. The, the, me getting flashed on that initial aspect was not the whole big deal there because we, we had preemptively come that like, hey, we can buy into this round if I can get an orb because then I can pop knives. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the whole idea is like, I know where the orb is. I can be full flashed here, and that's fine. All I need to do is run up and stick this orb. And so long as the person who is holding a main also gets flashed, this is not an issue. Oh, yeah, um, and in that case, I had run so oh, far forward, yeah. the, pop, the flash popped behind me, and I was the first contact there, so yeah, it, it worked and out so just like, fine. Yeah, that, that one ended up working out totally fine. The, the one that worked out less good is uh, I killed somebody... Um, like, I killed somebody tree right as uh, he was intending to flash tree, and then I immediately pivoted to looking down arches uh, to take a duel, um, to take a duel, like, outside market, and the flash just pops right in my face because <laughs> he was intending to yeah. flash tree before I had gotten that kill. Yeah, so that was just a timing thing. Man. Yeah, that was just a timing thing. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not blaming him. Like, that was entirely on me. I knew the flash was coming. I got the kill and I immediately looked to market being like, hey, is anybody going to swing this to try and get the trade? And then there's just a flash in my face. It happens. Tony, on the other hand, is very good at intentionally flashing me. <laughs> a little bit of, yeah, fuck Cass, you guys. on the other hand, is very good at intentionally running into my flashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cast does that a lot too. So. Well, I, yeah, is, I think we're, uh, that, yeah. I think we're running short on time, but I, I did have one idea here. Which is that, Tony? You've you know you weighed in with one of your soapboxes uh, on your thoughts on our our agent challenge for next act. Would you perhaps want to be a part of the challenge? Would you like us to determine an agent for you to play next act? Uh, I kind of honestly, I kind of would like to kind of I I kind of would like to participate in that. Ooh. To be honest, I would I would be down. Very cool. Right. Very, I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about it slightly because Tony's brought it up to us when we've just been talking about it around the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to figure out what Tony plays. And similar to Hunter, he plays too yeah. many agents. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he plays play, a lot. I play an agent every... Like, I play an agent somewhat consistently in every agent class, you know? Yeah. Well, and, sure? and here's He's played the 10 agents. Thing. All time. Comp. Yeah. Here's here's the big... That's a lot of agents. Yeah. Um. Here, do we it's what we want to emphasize with what we're trying to go for here yeah right so i I brought this up to tony and cast before but it is tony is not good with utility at the moment (laughs) that is very true man tony is very good with oh i see someone point and shoot but when he has to think about, oh, kill. I see somebody. Do I flash them? Do I go into my cam? Do I like? Wh- then, then there's a little bit. There's a lot going on there. So, Although, uh, to be fair, Tony's improved a lot in that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I'm still, I'm still not, I'm still not where I should be though. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. So it's, do we want to emphasize that, and say we want Tony to get better at the dealing with utility for this act? Okay. Or do we want to take that out of the picture? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, hold on. I there is there's something I think we should afford Tony that we well, you guys specifically did not afford to me. What? Tony? <laughs> you get one veto. Go. What one the veto? heck? Cats. You get one veto. 
I don't know if Jason what? and I agree with it with this. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Guys, we didn't put you on Astra. We respected what you said. Yeah, we were just gonna give you a formal veto. Yeah. I used to fucking play Astra. So it's like, yeah. you guys put me on Astra, man. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's just the cast really back, wanted to veto Astra. back to what I was a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Fade. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh that's, no, this is, that's, that's, that's oh. going to be brutal. The, that's just a, uh, a fuck you, Tony, isn't it? No, no, no it's yeah. not a fuck you, Tony. It is yeah. your utility has a single purpose. This is what it's going to do right fucking now. And that's very evident. I mean, to be honest, like I, I can't say I can't see anything here to like deter you from going from one agent to another. But I actually do agree with Cass here. Like that and is in a way, I think that it also works because Tony hates Fade so much. Playing Fade might make him understand how to deal with the utility more this is like in the in the rom-coms where the person starts off just hating someone's guts and then by the end you yeah. know they're you know and it's the love going to bed together yeah yeah exactly <laughs> okay so i was thinking because I, as chase was pointing out here right there, there's the whole aspect of like tony fumbles utility at times right and doesn't know what to do exactly in what situation i think fade's utility is is very direct in exactly what it is that this utility does and when it's going to do that. Uh, you still, I, you still have the utility in hands issue. Yes, which if you're going to take utility in hands issue away, you put them on Reyna, or you put them on Neon or Phoenix. No, 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 no. You, no, you, not you Phoenix, put, but you, you put them you, on. You put Neon. You put Tony on Neon. You're going to see him fucking. Like fucking ninja ninja hands, just like ready to go at all at all moments, and he's just gonna get. Shot <laughs> I kind of want to see that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Tony's, Tony's gonna be fucking in his dash at all times, at not the right moments, and is going to die consistently. I'm calling it here. If you put him on the end. Now another thing is that Tony loves to lurk. Mm-hmm. This right is true. Do, do we put him on someone that doesn't lurk? Well, I mean, mm. Fade really doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, Fade doesn't really work. Hmm. I, 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 at the same time, I, I want to see Tony, you know, play with the stack a little bit more too. But I don't think we put Tony on entry. Yeah, one thing, one thing I was thinking that is a possible wild card here is an agent whose utility, who they, who using utility is significant, but it is we're a very kind of. We're not putting him on Yoru. That's what you're getting at. No, I was not going for that. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. They're using their utility is very significant and committal, but it's not used to take duels. There's a clear differentiator between, okay, now I'm fighting, now I'm using utility. And that is Sage. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Ooh, that's an interesting take. That's actually an interesting take. I didn't think Thanks. about that. Yeah, because you're, you're walling for the team, but you're not going to do that when you should be taking a duel, you know? Being aware of what's going on with your teammates in terms of the heal and the res is is a good skill, I think. Oh, he's going to be trying to heal himself while like three people are swinging him. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. That's probably so true. He's probably going to heal myself. I'm going to get like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get down to like, like five HP. I'm going to heal myself and then try to. Like, wait for it to go to, like, 60 and then try to repeat again. Well, you ain't, <laughs> well, you ain't going to 60, not go, yeah. It's not going to right. 60, my dude. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to 35 <laughs> in, like, 20 seconds later. Yeah. Okay, what if... 
I I kind of like the sage. I kind of like the fade. I kind of like the fade too, though. I like the idea of fade. Are we going to have fade Sova comps at all times, though? <laughs> oh, that's a problem. No, oh, ma'am. Do I have to adhere to this rule when I'm not on my main? Of course. You're playing on your main. This is this was another thing we have to talk about. You have to play on your main the whole act. Okay. I, I well, think it should I'm, work I'm like this. I think it... quite literally when I queue with Tony. I cannot play on my main. No, well then, then you don't. You you still have yeah, to adhere sure. to the rule. Yeah, it's just, I okay. just have to get good again. I just have to start using the mantle again. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll I, this is this is my opinion of the rule. I think the rule should be: if any of us are playing with each other, then we always have to adhere to the agent restrictions. And then, if you're solo queuing on your main, you also have to adhere to the agent restrictions. The only time you can do whatever you want is if you're solo queuing on an alt. No, or no. queuing or queuing with people outside of this group on an alt. That's, that, like I a, think, this, is the out. This is a one-act thing. This is a yeah. one-act thing. Like, I think you just got a hard stick to the rule. Yeah, you got a hard stick to it because this is one act. Well, I mean, After this, you don't have yeah. to do this shit. I would I mean, say, okay. as Yoru, I, I did sort of that. Basically, on my ults, I sometimes would fill a different role. But on my main, I you know, locked okay, well, for, like I got plenty of yoru in. I am, I am attempting to unlock Cypher on my ult so that I can adhere to this. I was just wondering if that was going to be the case because I quite literally cannot play with Tony on my main. Okay, well, one thing I will say is I'm planning on launching a challenge that I'm not willing to reveal what it is exactly <laughs> for myself individually with one of my ults. But it's not my primary ult. Oh, Stinger for Life. Welcome back. It's it's not Stinger for Life. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you'll, um, you, I actually unfriended you guys on this account so you wouldn't see what challenge I'm attempting. Oh, because so, uh, you named it that challenge or something? Wow, uh, this is yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so also, what are we, what are we putting Tony on? Do we, do we? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we got a little distracted. Do, do we want to do fade one, sage two, or the I other way around? Mm, I think the other way around. I think we go sage. Do we do sage one, fade two? Tony's mm. just going to be on sage most of the time. Though. Well, I mean, yeah. one thing to consider is that we either are running fade sova or are running sage cipher. <laughs> So like we already double think Sage Cipher, yeah, is we're better than Fade Sova. We're kind of griefing mm. our team comps, no matter how well, we go about this, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, but yeah. remember how I said earlier how it doesn't matter about what the team comps are at our at our level; it just like matters about how fucking okay. good you are. Yeah, yeah. true. I, I agree with your whole team comps thing, assuming people are comfortable on the agent that they're playing, which none of the four of us are going to be. Yeah, <laughs> like I think there's a big caveat to your statement as to like yeah. play what you're comfortable you're like to your team comp doesn't matter. It's your team comp doesn't matter if you're comfortable on the role you're playing. I, I don't know if I agree with that either, to be honest. I think I think in the end, like, the utility usage at our level is just, like, so shit. It just matters if you can just, like, shoot somebody. I would say team comp doesn't matter in, like, the minute details, but there are some overall things that yeah, matter. like you need flashes or you're fucked. Like you or smokes or you're fucked. Yeah, you it is true that we have no smokes. If us four, like, oh, you know, oh yeah, god, yeah, god. I was thinking about that. But we can't put Tony on smokes because he's no, played. No, no, smoke smokes game. is not a good role for Tony. Yeah. No, because I think Tony would just do well at smokes. Yeah. No, no, I, I think <laughs> we must make him do bad. Well, no, it's <laughs> everyone's agent is supposed to be working on an area of weakness of their game. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. think. Well, okay. The best one is fade then. Yeah. I think yeah, although, actually, fade. hold up, hold up. Wild card out here. You know, we, we talked about the whole utility thing. There's one agent 
who has utility Red. that they throw down, but it doesn't regenerate. And then from that point on, they're just focused on taking duels. Cass I, Cass, I think already, yeah, Cass already knows where I was going with this. Oh, Maybe we throw Mr. Brimstone into the mix. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Tony, you and me share us at the same problem with this, which is that since we've played in comp, like three quarters of the agents, like the agents we haven't played, we haven't played for a reason. <laughs> so yeah, like you, you and me Astro, share I the played, same issue. Yeah. I played Astro, but I, yeah, I, I'm off Astro now for a while. Yeah. I, I, I think Tony's going to be pulling out his iPad a lot. Well, yeah, but the whole point is you can, you can, as Brim, you can decide, okay, now I'm pulling out my iPad and now I'm done with it. And then the rest of the time, you know, you're just gaming. I but either, either way, uh, I, I guess, I guess the question is, do we want to do swap out one of Fade and, and Sage? Yes. We swap uh, out the Sage. We go, okay, we so we go, do Fade Brim. You go Fade Brimstone? I think we go Fade Brimstone. Tony doesn't like caveats, so I guess we can't put the caveat on if we don't have smokes. He goes prim, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we put him on. I think we put him on fade. Hmm. Yeah, Tony, what I, are your thoughts about that. this? I kind of, I kind of, sort of agree with Cass. To be honest. Mm. Okay, well, I'll throw my vote in as well. I'll put my chips on yeah, the there table. There it is. Yeah, stamped, sealed, and stamped. All yeah. right, so fade it is, I guess. I'll see the rest of you folks. In uh, bronze, probably bronze, maybe silver. I've been pre deranking my account on purpose. <laughs> You've been preparing for this, yeah. You got yeah, down to silver, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm back I'll down be... to silver. Just, just I'm I'm preparing for for you know, you know, trying to make the lobbies a little easier for myself at the beginning of the act. That's totally why same, I'm doing it. Same, I, yeah. I'm I'm getting there to silver as well. Not mm-hmm. quite, but I'm almost there. Yeah, if uh. Tony's doing the rest prep work of all of us. He, yeah, he's I ready. Say, like, I got a feeling that I'm going to do pretty decent on Fade, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like you might. Maybe yeah. you'll, you know, yeah. come around on her a little bit. Yeah, well, see, see here, here's the, like, the Cade, or Cade, the Fade, and <laughs> I was going to say KO. <laughs> um, so the two, the, the common thing that KO and Fade have, and KO is probably my most played agent, is that you just throw shit at your opponents. Yeah. So, you were you were talking about just throwing shit at your opponents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here it is. Seeing what sticks. Tony, it's been a long time coming. I'm glad you. Uh, yeah. You made thank it on you the so podcast. much for joining the pod. Yeah. Yeah, it's been dope, man. Like, I'm kind of yeah. glad I, I listened to those last few podcasts. It's like, as I said earlier, I'm not I'm not a podcast guy, but like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I guess like being on this podcast, I kind of. I have a better sense of like what I'm actually shit at. <laughs> you know? Good. That's the like, point of like, this podcast. Because because like I'm like you can talk like before a game, like before your queue, you can you can talk for like a minute about like what you're shit at. But like when you talk about like what you're shit at for like 30 minutes, for example, like <laughs> what we've been doing for the past 30 minutes, that actually yeah. gives you kind of like a different, you know, like a different eye on it, you know? Mm-hmm. that's kind of that's that's i guess that's like what i'm taking away yeah tony what i'm saying is if you want to hear our opinions on each other uh you can go back a couple episodes the one where we assigned each other our agents and hear oh, no, he, he was I, I really, really, yeah. that one because i was yeah, outside yeah, of three yeah. so that's what I, I didn't know if you had okay um so yeah should we join her here pop a crack another drink play a game with some rr
Like, what are you yeah. boys thinking? Lose an RR. Come on. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, we'll drink with you later.